I'm Jenny Layton, and this is episode number 47, When You Wonder What an Organized Life Looks Like. Welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and as the creator of both the Life Organized Podcast and the Life Organized Membership, I teach busy moms how to get organized, manage their time, and master their mindset. I'm a mom and wife too, so I know how overwhelming it can all be. But living an organized life means you don't have to sacrifice anything. With the right systems and tools, you can get your home and family running like a well-oiled machine and still have time for all the other things you love to do. If you're new here, DM me the word FAST on Instagram at jlthehappygal and I will send you my top tips to help you get organized fast. We'll cover clutter, time management, and give you empowering new perspectives that will make organizing your life so much easier. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. I thought we'd start today off with this fascinating story, not really, but kind of interesting story about me when I was growing up. Did you know that I didn't like dogs when I was growing up? In fact, I was pretty scared of them. Um, When I think back to my childhood and how this all started, what I remember is when I was a couple years old, I was sleeping in a big queen bed, and that bed was pushed all the way up against a wall, and this is what I remember. I remember sleeping on the far edge of the bed, furthest away from the wall, because I was convinced that down in that crack between the wall and my bed were a bunch of big dogs that were going to get me. I mean sweet, cute, sad little two-year-old Jenny thinking that this was even a thing, you know, I mean, like not even a sheet of paper could probably have fit between that wall and my bed. And yet for some reason that fear was really real. And I just thought there were big dogs down there. Well, my mom told me that when I was about 18 months old, a big dog knocked me down. So I'm guessing that's probably where the fear came from, but whatever it was, It never really went away. I just never really cared for dogs. In fact, they made me pretty nervous. And that's just kind of the way things sat until I was an adult. And I married my husband. So here I am, this responsible, independent adult getting married. And all of a sudden, this becomes more of an issue because my husband grew up with dogs, loved dogs, couldn't understand why anybody wouldn't want a dog. And I was on the other side saying I didn't know why anybody ever would. You know, I just thought they're stinky. They're a lot of work. They make me nervous. Not a dog person. So the answer was always no, we are not getting a dog. And kind of, you know, behind the scenes as time went by, my husband was rallying a little team to get a dog because slowly each kid one by one kind of joined in that chorus of let's get a dog, except for one, my son, my oldest son didn't want a dog. So he was my ally in all of this, but everyone else just periodically would go through these stages where they were begging for a dog. And the answer was always absolutely not. I'm not a dog person. We don't do dogs. All right. Well, fast forward to just a little bit ago. And the truth is that there started to be this teeny little part of me that kind of started to soften every time I saw a golden doodle. And I'm sure you know what type of dog that is. They're pretty popular right now, that mix between a poodle and a golden retriever. And I don't know what it was about them, but they were so cute. I just wanted to pet one. It was so weird. I didn't understand it. I'd never felt that way about a dog. 
But I just kind of had this growing interest. I didn't tell anyone, obviously, because I had an image to protect. Remember, I was not a dog person. But then my neighbor got a golden doodle puppy. And at that point, it started to get hard to disguise that I kind of were thinking that those dogs were cute. We'd go over and visit. And, you know, my heart was melting a little bit at a time. But, you know, my kids would say, Mom, let's get one. And it was still absolutely not. I'm not a dog person. We are not getting a dog. Nothing was changing. But then my neighbor, the one who had the dog, she let her dog grow up and have golden doodle puppies. So there was this whole litter of cute little puppies just a few houses down. And, yeah, we visited quite a bit. And, oh, my, they were so cute and my kids were just begging and my husband wanted one and all of this pressure and here's the thing the answer was still no I just was resolute it didn't matter that in my heart I was starting to wonder if I could like a dog it just wasn't who I thought I was and it wasn't going to happen all right and then this really strange thing happened I had a dream yes you heard me right a dream It's one of these dream stories. I had a dream and it was one of those crazy vivid ones where you don't really forget it. And in this dream, I was holding a golden doodle puppy, kind of like a baby. You know how you hold your baby and cradle them in your arms? And the thing about that dream was that I just loved that puppy, like really loved her. Like, you know, when you have your baby and if you're a mom, you know this feeling, you just You love them so much and you never thought you could be capable of that kind of love, like your heart's beating outside your body kind of thing. That's how I felt in this dream and it was so bizarre. I woke up, couldn't shake the feeling, kind of just lingered with me all day. Then it got even weirder because guess what I dreamt again the next night? I dreamt I was holding this puppy again and I felt the same way. This time, there was just a little more information, though. Somehow in the dream, I was aware that this puppy was a little girl, that she was the runt of the litter. She was really small, that she was calm and liked to snuggle, and that she had really curly hair. If you know golden doodles, sometimes their hair can be a little straighter, and sometimes it can be really tight and curly. And in my dream, this puppy had really tight, curly hair. So, I mean... I wake up the next morning and I'm still just got this feeling all around me of loving this dog. I mean, yeah, I thought they were cute and like petting them, but loving a dog that was so foreign. But I couldn't help but call my neighbor and say, all right, tell me about your littlest puppy. And what do you think she said? I mean, sure enough, it was a girl. It had tight, curly hair. She was really calm and really snuggly, checking all the boxes from my dream. I know, just bizarre. So what do you do? What would you do with that? I mean, it was just kind of weird. And I can tell you what you don't do is you don't tell your family and your kids when you have a dream like that because it is game over when they hear that kind of information. I mean, I let it slip and it was a runaway train. (laughs) We, a month later, had little Oakley join our family, and I didn't know what I was going to do because never had a dog. This was new territory. And then guess what? Here we are three years later, 
And I love that dog. I mean, like, it is ridiculous how much I love that dog. I can't explain it, but I love her like she's one of my kids. Can you believe this transformation? I love that dog. She shows up at all the right times. She soaks up all our fears and worries and anxieties. She snuggles up to us the moment we sit down on the couch. And I even love the little click, click, click of her paws as she pads across the floor when she's following me all around. It's just weird. I don't know how it happened, but here I am telling you on a podcast that it's true. I'm a dog person. I mean, I get it. I get why people love dogs, and I never would have guessed that was possible. I never would have believed that I had the potential of loving dogs all along, buried deep under a lifetime of telling myself that I didn't like dogs. Here I was. So if you're a dog lover, you probably loved that story. If you're not a dog lover, don't worry. I'm not trying to tell you to get a dog. That's not my point in this episode at all. What keeps me coming back to this whole experience, though, is how I told myself my whole life that I didn't love dogs and I wasn't a dog person, and I legitimately believed that was true. But the curious thing is that lying deep inside me, deep down, there was this dormant seed that I never knew was there, and it was this potential to love dogs. And once it got a little sunlight, that little seed grew into something that brings me so much joy in my life. Like, I don't know what I would do without her. So this whole story just kind of makes me wonder, you know, what else do I have down there? What other kind of little seeds are lying there dormant that have the potential to do some really amazing things for me in my life? Things that aren't even on my radar. Things that you know, might be buried beneath old experiences or old thoughts or beliefs or labels I've given to myself that make me think, oh, I could never, whatever, fill in the blank. You know, how many metaphoric big dogs have there been in my life that have knocked me down, you know, made me come to some conclusion that I never could do something or never have something where I started telling myself this just isn't me. I think along the way, all of us pick up ideas that we can't do certain things for whatever reason, when the truth is that not only can we do those things, but it's actually something we have a gift or a talent or the potential for. So just considering all of the joy that Oakley has brought me, my cute little golden doodle puppy, it's opened my eyes to how often I limit myself, just automatically check out and say, I can't do something. Just reject an idea or an opportunity or a little interest or something that sparks. And it's made me want to pause and reevaluate. Because if there's a little seed that can grow into something that's absolutely going to expand my life and bring color and joy into it in a way that I'd never experienced it before, kind of like it did with Oakley, How sad would it be to just let those little seeds wither away and never do anything with them? You know what I mean? I mean, as you listen to this, I wonder if you're wondering what kind of seeds you might have inside of you, some potential that you didn't realize was there. And I'm going to bet that one of the seeds of potential that you might have is the seed 
of living an organized life. And I'm just saying this because you're drawn to this podcast for a reason. So I'm going to say with pretty good confidence that you have that little organizing seed of potential inside of you. Okay, whatever that looks like for you personally, there's something there. Like you're here for a reason, you know? Like you can be on top of things. You don't have to feel reactive. You don't feel like you're have to feel like you're constantly trying to keep your head above water. You know, you can get on top of your home and your responsibilities. You can automate all of those things at work with your family, those things that you have to do so you have the time to focus on what you really care about the most. You know, you can get on top of the clutter. And even if you're not exactly sure what an organized life really means for you, in an organized life, you feel a desire to do more even if you can't quite put your finger on it. And I understand how that is because that's how I felt for a long time too. You know, as I worked to organize things and get my home running, I didn't know exactly what that would look like. I knew I wanted to up-level. I knew I wanted, for me personally, I wanted to speak and teach and help people, but I didn't know what I could possibly say that would be of any interest or help to anyone. And yet, here we are right now in this moment. You know, you're listening to me on a podcast. What did I have to say that anyone would want to listen to? Well, here we are. (laughs) You know, it was a seed of potential that I had all along. Someone did want to listen to something I had to say, and that person's you because here you are listening. That's a seed of potential I had. And as I've nurtured that seed, speaking and teaching and helping people have become a part of what my organized life looks like. And oh, I love it. I mean, I love my life. I love the way things run. I love the relationships I have. I love what I get to do with you and with the happy gal. It's amazing. It's not perfect. There are hard things. There are things that are still frustrating and overwhelming to me. But overall, I'm just so happy with the way my life looks. That is what an organized life is. So today, I just wanted to take a few minutes to ask you, what does an organized life look like for you? Have you ever thought about that in all these times that you've been with me, listening to these podcast episodes, getting these little bits and pieces, and some of them resonate more than others? Why is that? You know, what is it that an organized life really looks like for you? If you could clear away all the clutter the physical stuff in your house, the mental clutter, the negative thoughts you have, the emotional clutter of all those burdens you carry, the guilt, the worry, all of those pieces. If we could clear that clutter away and see that life you love, what would that look like? What would emerge? What kind of seeds are deep down there inside you waiting to develop? Maybe you see yourself developing or enhancing certain relationships in your life. Maybe you see yourself taking better care of yourself, you know, some really nice self-care, your health, your happiness. Maybe you see yourself doing something specific. I mean, I don't know when you envision this, what comes to you. But if I had this magic wand that I could just wave and things aligned and really this life that you loved emerged, what would you be doing? Who would you be helping? How would you spend your free time? What kind of 
talents and qualities would you develop? What would you be doing? How would life flow for you? What kind of things would be easy? I really want you to think about all this. And if you're multitasking and doing something else, I want you to come back to me for just a minute because I think this can be a really significant moment for you. I really want you to take a minute and ask yourself what you want, what this could look like. So think about it, your finances, your relationships, your home, and the way it works, your self-care again, kind of how you spend your time. Just take a minute to think about it. Whatever is coming up for you, and you know, if we were together in a session or even doing some type of a group class, I'd give you a minute or two to think through this. So go ahead and pause the episode if you need to, if you've got some ideas coming to you. But what I want to say is whatever it is that's coming right now, whatever you see, whatever you're getting a glimpse of, and again, it can be vague. Mine was always speak and teach and help people. I had no idea where that was going to go. (laughs) But what's so amazing is that whatever it is that's coming to you, it's different than what would come to your friend or your sister or your mom or your coworkers or other people in your life. It's different because what comes to your mind is a peek into your potential. It's a little indicator of the seeds that you have inside you. It's just a little glimpse of what could be. James Allen said, dreams are the seedlings of realities. And I just love that. I agree. I love to think about dreams, the things we want, the things that appeal to us as actual seeds of things that you can do. They're hints of a future that you can build. I got the idea for this episode several months ago when I was watching a longtime client of mine performing a piano piece. She is just beautiful and accomplished. And I know that that performance I was watching was a result of a lot of time and effort she had put into building an organized life. We had coached and coached, and she followed through. She clutter busted. She implemented the core three routines from boot camp. She automated the big five tasks that we teach in Life Organized. And we worked hard to declutter her negative thoughts, to clean up her emotions, and to give her tools to organize her life and her time. And you know, at times like this, I really wish that somehow I could capture a before and after picture to really show you what it looks like to transform into your organized life. And if there was, if somehow I could do a before and after picture, some of what you would see is a home that had some clutter and it evolved into a clean one that runs like a well-oiled machine. You would see her overwhelm transform into well-managed time and efficiency. You'd see guilt and resentment fade. And instead, you'd see better self-care and more confidence. And you'd see someone with the time and energy and desire to bring light into the world in a way that only she could. And that's what I saw when she was playing the piano. It really was quite a moment, I think, for both of us. And I don't know how to capture it and show it to you other than to try to describe it the way I just did. So I've been wanting to share this idea with you because I really want you to catch a glimpse 
of what your organized life looks like. And just know that your organized life is unique to you. And it's that vision that you had when I said, what if I had a magic wand and could wave it? What would your life look like? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's. It shouldn't. It should just be the things that really appeal to you because those are the seeds of potential that you have. Those are the seeds inside of you. Even if it seems unlikely and impossible and like something you could never do, just like that dog seed that I had deep inside of me, I'm shocked that that was in there. And yet here we are. I love dogs. Who knew? You know? All right. So this is the so what moment of this episode. We've talked about all of this. So what? What are you supposed to do with all of this? Well, I think the easiest place to start is to just think about what we do with seeds. And you already know what we do with seeds, right? We plant them. We water them. We give them sunlight. So as you've thought about something maybe some things that would be a part of your organized life, let's plant them. And and how do we do that? We're going to plant them in your calendar, right? Schedule something, commit to something, put some action, some baby, tiny, exploratory action into your calendar, but plant it there. And then follow through. And when you follow through, that's how you give it sunlight. That's how you give it water. That's how you nurture that seed is through that action. And you know it takes more than just watering a seed once or one day of sunlight for a seed to grow. It needs continued attention. So nurture that seed by just taking another little action and then another. It doesn't have to be big. You know, at the Happy Gal, we believe in small plus specific equals success, right? So just do what comes next. A little more water, a little more sunlight, and a little more action. And just see what happens. See what starts to grow. Whenever you're listening to this, I can guarantee you one thing, and that is tonight I am going to be snuggling on the couch with Oakley because that's what I love to do every night. I look forward to it all day. That's what I'm going to be doing tonight. So I'm just thinking as you're listening to this, what are you going to be doing tonight? What are you going to be doing a month from tonight or six months or a year from tonight? What I'm hoping is that you're going to be enjoying the fruits of some seed that's planted inside of you that's waiting to grow and sitting right there inside you right now. And it wants to grow into an organized life. And this much I'll tell you, an organized life, it is, it's a good life. I love my organized life and I love so much that you're letting me be a part of yours. I'm here to help you any way I can. The podcast, the Life Organized program, any of the little steps that I give you, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that someone believes in you and that you can do this because I know those little desires are divine. Those little seeds of potential are real and they can grow. So I know it's deep thoughts today, but it's been in my heart to share this with you for a while. So I hope it finds a spot for you. I hope it lands. And I hope you'll take just a minute to write down how you're feeling right now. If you're having any feelings, if you're seeing anything, just take a minute, maybe in the notes tab of your phone or grab a sheet of paper and just write down some of what you're seeing. And I would love to have you share that with someone because that's another really powerful way to help a seed start to grow. And I am always here for you. I'm always on your side. I'm one of your number one supporters. You can find me at JL the Happy Gal 
on Instagram and also on Facebook. Message me. Let me know what you're seeing, what your organized life looks like. Let me know where you're stuck. Let me know if you think I can help you. Or share what you have felt today with someone close to you, maybe your partner or your sister, your friend, someone who you really trust. Because those moments when you feel something are important, that's when those seeds really start to grow. I'd love to see you nurture those. All right. Okay, that's it for me today. Picture me tonight snuggling on the couch with Oakley and hope you a month or a year from now can be sitting one evening just really happy with the seeds of potential that have grown for you as you are on this journey to creating an organized life. Okay, all right, we will see you next week. Have a good one. 